0: Brian.
1: Rana.
2: I'm so excited to announce to our fabulous listeners, viewers, readers, whatever you want to call them. Sure. Carriage House Sweetheart, Cynthia Dupree Sweeney's fabulous, fabulous book, Good Company, is now out in paperback. People can go to bookshop.org or there's a link on our bio to get it. Correct.
1: Instant bestseller, perfect read. For all of your spring and summer, beach read, house read, lawn read, any and kind of reads. And a
2: quick read because a quick, it's page such, a loved, loved, such a page turner. We loved, loved, loved this book. Loved, loved. And we she, did an episode with her when the book came out in hardcover. So if people want to go back and hear that, they can hear us talk about the, sh- about the book. But it is so... Fabulous! And I went to an event with her last night and I was reminded a fresh reminder of how incredible the book was. And I can't wait to read it again. So what oh, are the book, but more importantly, she's going on a book tour. So yes, we thought we certainly would share is. with our people where they can see her in person.
1: April 5th, she's going to be in St. Louis at the St. Louis County Library. Go see her. April fabulous. 8th, she'll be in Miami at Books and Books in Coral Gables. Fabulous. April 11th, she'll be in D.C. at Politics and Prose. New York City's on April 13th, where she'll be at the Greenlight Bookstore in Fort Green.
2: Oh, Kate Steinberg's going. She already messaged Cynthia on Instagram oh, to fabulous. say so. And Cynthia said it was okay, Kate, come. She wouldn't call the police.
1: On April 24th, she's going to be at the Los Angeles Times Festival of Books, which is fabulous. And she's also going to be a faculty member at a writer's retreat in Iceland on April 27th.
2: I can't My handle goodness, it. My goodness, you
1: kidding me? You can also go to Cynthia Dash Sweeney to see her list of events. I encourage you to. Go. Go. The book is brilliant. She'll probably sign it for you. Is she signing them, Rana? I don't know how it is in COVID. Yeah, perfect. So there you go.
0: Fabulous. fabulous.
2: Satting immediately, because normally there's a couple of crazy things that are going to happen today. Yeah. We plan to have Kate Arthur. Okay.
1: Kate Arthur, editor at large of Variety, excuse me. One of the most esteemed publications on H. Wood in the world.
2: Yeah. I mean, still a journalist as far as
0: I know. Yeah. Did Hedda Hopper write for Variety
1: or was she just some other gossip columnist?
0: I don't I think know. Who, she was it, in newspapers. I listened oh, she was to papers. that podcast, and now I can't remember okay. a thing. The and Parsons,
1: same thing. They were like just in
0: Syndic- syndicated. Yeah, yeah.
1: I see. Okay.
0: I don't sense. really have time for that,
2: Brian. I I'm, no, Ronna, I'm you, sorry because <laughs> I have a lot that I have to get into. I it thought was a, you know, it was a What I here is what I don't want to hear. All the people who are saying right now, Rona didn't do an Oscar show this year. but but. Okay, skip it. Wow. Zip it and skip it. I wow. Don't hear Wow, you're coming okay? in today. I'll be yeah. back next year hotter than ever with the Oscars. We'll have Madam. we'll have Kate, we'll have Brian. We'll have the whole thing. OK, Got that's it. There. Zip it and quit it. And I don't care. And, I'm, and now I'm glad we didn't do it because no one cares about what happened with the movies. I would have wasted all that time watching 17 movies and learning American <laughs> Sign Language or whatever it is. <laughs> and. Uh, no one would have cared. It would have been for nothing because the only thing anyone wants to talk about is the absolutely appalling display. Item number two, we said, let's have Kate as a compromise to ourselves. Let's have Kate Arthur on the week after the Oscars. We've been wanting to have her on to do a straight up advice show, but we said, we'll have her on. We'll do a little Oscar chit chat, chala, chuffa. I don't know what that is. Chala means chat in Spanish. Oh. Oh. And we said, we'll have a little chit chit, chit, chat chat, but we'll get straight to the advice. Well, I've got bad news for Kate. We're going to get to the advice, but we have no one thought a thing. And by the way, that's the way it was headed on that broadcast. Snooze Phil USA and then this. And so here we are. This is two days. post. Ronna, you're not
1: speaking for all of us here, just so you know.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. You like Beyonce's tennis ball number. I apologize. <laughs> Everyone was dressed yes. as a tennis ball.
1: I did like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, we've got a lot. And I gotta tell you, this is what I'm gonna be honest about.
2: And I'm drinking out of my gorgeous ceramic deli, New York deli Did you cup get that, that Ryan? Brian gave, you gave me that to For you. my birthday. Look at that. Is that gorgeous? Wonderful. Now I'll tell you something. It really holds the heat nicely.
1: Doesn't it? It's nice and it's a I like that it's not too big. A nice
2: size, too. Yeah. yeah.
1: All I was going to say was I am actually curious and a little bit talking about the movies cuz I'm sort of over that other stuff. I feel like I'm just tired of talking about it. We sh- we can and we will, but like I'm also a little bit curious about the movies. Kate, the where do you want
0: to start? Yeah. Oh my god. I don't even know. I know. I, I I was I thought the beginning of the show was very good, I did too, and I thought the stand up that they did at the beginning was great i i yeah you know, I have
2: I... to say I thought the jokes were good, they did good writing, it was fun I thought Shuma every... was better than I'd like to admit
0: absolutely I think all she of, really like yeah she
1: was like um really thoughtful about. Like, I didn't know anyone needed a break from her, but she did sort of seem to take a break. And, like, it was just so fun to see her. I thought she was fantastic.
0: Same. And and it's funny because, I mean, we're skipping way ahead. But the fact that she had to issue a clarification the day after the awards that did she? Uh, that Kirsten Dunst was in on the bit. Oh, when she I Oh, her out of, come I on. where I like, are what? we? What is this world? <laughs> I, also Honestly, thought it happening.
2: I also thought that was very funny that she said to her, OK, sweetheart, you can go to the bathroom
0: now. The seat filler. I thought was, I actually hilarious. thought it was his fault. He didn't sell the joke very well.
2: This well also, is... Did
0: he reveal that they've secretly gotten married? That's what my timeline was oh, talking yeah, I about. Thought, I thought
2: I sort of assumed they were married, but he did refer to his as his wife a couple of times. Yep. But where are we? Let's go through the timeline where we are to, up to the minute right now of the slap heard around the world. Yes. Yeah. Then everyone pretending nothing happened. Yeah. Pretending <laughs> right. maybe yes. a little, but no one came up. I couldn't believe no one came up and said, are we all just going to pretend that didn't happen?
1: Because honestly, Rona, we were all slapped. Like it was like the, everyone in that was audience was shocking. slapped across the
2: face when that happened. It was
1: well, so and also shocking. by the
2: nicest guy in Hollywood, right? The nicest guy in Hollywood that right. that was who did it, you know, yeah. and also, I mean, we'll get into all of that in a moment, but then he goes to the Oscars parties, everyone takes a picture with him, et cetera, et cetera. Then he finally issues a statement.
0: Has Chris Rock issued a statement yet? Not yet. Writing. No, not so. yet. He's doing stand, He's starting his stand-up tour tomorrow. I, I mean, by the time people hear this, it will yeah. have been last week. Uh-huh. Uh, tomorrow in Boston, you guys could go. That's true, Rhonda.
1: Do you want to go? I actually don't want to go. Do you want to go? <laughs>
0: You know what? I'm a Chris Rock fan from long ago.
1: Yeah, but the but the key uh, distinction there is long ago, long ago, long <laughs> yes, ago. From long
2: ago, he's brilliant.
1: Um, was brilliant. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what the deal yeah. is now.
0: No, um, I would go to give him a hug. Sure. I think he's okay.
1: Yeah, I'm with I, you. Kate. I, I I don't know that I'm
2: the fan. I, I think was. he's okay, but I have to say the my, all these people that are saying, "Oh, it was stage. It was this. It was that." Chris no, Rock. No, no, no. I, after that happened. Was absolutely fumbling through what I mean. I actually think he deserves a lot of credit for keeping his composure. I would have literally started
1: crying, like no joke. He wanted to, yeah,
2: and he was stunned, and he still, still had to just sort of be classy about it and read whatever he needed to read and keep it going. But that was astonishing. What are people in your circle saying, Kate?
0: Well, it's just, I mean, it's funny because. i don't know if people know what slack is but it's a chat software and yeah. you know that lots of companies use and so the way the broadcast was was so confusing because it, you know it just the angle on the actual physical act of it was weird. Mm -hmm. And then it just went to that blip of the, the screen of the placeholder image. And so we were all, it's it's funny. Someone took a screenshot of, um, in Slack of our immediate, you know, reactions. And it was all like everyone being like, what's happening. What's going (laughs) on? What did this, what's, why is it quiet? You know? And then, and and so I'm saving that for whenever my memoir comes out, you know, never, yeah. but, uh, but it's just, so, and then. But you watched the Australian clip. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Posted by my, you know, my former Buzzfeed colleague, David Mack. Okay. And so, uh, so, so then, but then the people who at Variety who were in the audience came into the Slack and they were like, uh, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock um, oh, f- and then person, sat back yeah. down and said, Keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth twice. And so we were like, What? And so this, you know, this guy Zach Sharf immediately started writing an at a, you know, like a just something to post about it. And and then all the tweets from Australia, Japan, also it wasn't bleeped, um, started coming in and people reacting to it. But it was just, I, I mean, that was like I, I mean, I thought envelope date was crazy, but this right. is like, oh my God. I mean Faye
1: Dunaway vindicated.
0: Exactly. How is she? Exactly. Have always no one been. will remember. But, exactly. um, but yeah, no, it's just the the most um There are just so many layers to it It, and, you know, and, but I was texting with an Academy member yesterday Mm. um, and she was saying that um, from where she was, in the orchestra, she couldn't tell what had happened and th- also thought it was a bit or wondered whether it was a bit. Sure. So not everyone
2: there. Right. But it's a bit until what was Will Smith says, goes back to his seat
0: right? And says what he said.
2: Yeah. I think it wasn't a bit until I mean, yeah. I
0: think it was a bit until he, you know, ran up on stage and hit him, you know, yeah. so oh uh, no, but
2: I mean, for the people that were thinking, oh, was that a bit? Right. Was it clearly was not a bit 12 seconds afterwards yes, when he returned right. to his chair. Right. And basically said, you know, and and what about it? Does anyone know what was happening in the in between? I've seen a few pictures here and there of Bradley Cooper and Denzel trying to calm him down and Chris coming to the edge of the stage and perhaps saying, hey, man. Yeah. You know, I didn't know or whatever and, it was. But yeah. I also love that all of this hinges on anyone caring about Jada Pinkett's Instagram or Red Table Talk. Oh, but except, except,
1: except, first of all, I care about the Red Table Talk. Yeah, I know. Secondly, (laughs) what you can't dismiss is that Chris Rock has a thing with Jada Pinkett Smith. Yes, he does. He knew, there's no doubt in my mind, he knew she had alopecia. I don't know if she turned him down at some point in the past. I don't know what, but there is no way he didn't know that. I mean, I guess I can't say it for a fact because I'm not Chris Rock. Not only was it a tasteless joke, it was stupid. It was dated. It made him seem old. All right. of it. And it was mean. Why? And by the way, he even acknowledged
2: the... that though in the moment he said over a GI Jane Joke.
1: <laughs> yeah, but also the yeah. first joke was stupid about Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem, where she yeah. was like, if he wins and she doesn't, she's gonna be yeah. really no, mad at you tonight. Bill like it's stuff. just like it's yeah. like misogynist, weird, like move. on. All... you're fresher than that. You but know what, what I mean? What like that's been the great re- thing but about also you.
2: And this Regina was just like Hall you were just making a Will Smith fun joke of women too. two
1: times in a row, you know? Like it was just
2: Dumb. But Regina Hall did the same thing.
1: It's different, Rhonda.
2: It's different for her to make the joke about their open marriage. Honestly, I think it had been building and building and building. Yeah. And then there is this moment where Chris Rock has this history with her or whatever. He's made fun of her in the past. And somebody else, uh, Howard Stern said, if it was Jason Momoa, or Momoa, however you say that, uh, Will Smith would not have stood up and come after him. It was right. because it was twerpy little Chris Rock that he thought he could go up there and he could punch him in the face. That basically, if it was the rock who made the joke, which probably he would never would have, but that Will Smith would have. But also, I rewound and Will Smith laughs oh, yeah. at the joke. And
0: He's, then
2: he turns to her he and they her have face. a Manchurian candidate moment, yes. what I can her, only describe a, as a the Manchurian most profound
0: I roll. I've ever seen. Where it. she like,
2: basically looks to him to say, "Are you going to do something about this?" What? Not quite that much, but she basically lets him know about her displeasure. Fair enough. But the fact that they then go to parties that secu- that that security does not even lead him out of the auditorium to say, mm, "Let's cool off." but that doesn't even happen. Yeah. People are in and out of the auditorium all the time, going to the bar, doing. I think, doing whatever I think honestly,
1: doing. like. No, uh, uh, how would anyone have known what to do? Truly, right. like I, I, don't I know. Yes, there's
2: not a right way to handle it. Exactly, because it's yeah. so.
1: It really was so shocking. And he's but,
2: nominated for best actor. And well, was, yes. and, was a, and about to win. And it was a lot of the place. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, and I, I have to say, like the difference, I think, with what Regina Hall said was, she was talking about the relationship. She wasn't. I think it is. We are just so past the point of a man standing on stage and making fun of how a woman looks. Yeah,
0: because
2: I think think it's
1: absolutely atrocious and disgusting. Listen, I think it was a terrible joke with a terrible response. You know, I don't think anything clean happened in that moment. And it's very difficult to gauge, like what the, for the, on the academy's behalf of what the right thing to do was. Who knows? I do agree that it was a, it was a very odd thing. For To see all these pictures of Will Smith partying and doing all of this. And and also, I think, listen, I think when you're looking at something like the behemoth that is Hollywood, who's more powerful, Will Smith or Chris Rock? Will Smith. Yeah. And I think that's part of why you saw the support for him.
2: But if you are going to hold Chris Rock to account for his comment about the wife's appearance, which I think is completely fair… Will Smith needs to be held to account, not just for his behavior, for what he then says in his speech, which is basically, Ooh, it just oh, got yeah. me so mad. It's okay to go punch someone in the face, which is classic abuser nonsense. Yeah. Right. And to me though, the thing that is astonishing to me and, and will have no conclusion and not, and there will be no recompense and nothing will happen is I watched Will Smith give that speech, and I thought to myself immediately, "This guy's. I'm worried. This guy's going to kill himself." Yeah, he right. is a completely unravelled human being. There is the. Did the you? You should read Barrett 2J
1: Thurston wrote a great article about oh, this I? and about Will Smith's history of like his father was very physically abusive to his mother. And he Will Smith has talked about that a lot. Yeah. And it just, Baratune Thurston wrote a great article about like just like the pattern of this, the history of this and about Will
2: Smith. Well, I've heard people saying that he never stood up for his mother. Maybe this is, so this is, you know, that that he Mm -hmm. was silent with his mother and that this Mm -hmm. was a thing. But I really don't think that's what this is. I think this is about cuckoldry on some level. I think this is about his masculinity and I think it is about the fact that that is something that has been called into question on a lot of different levels and, but by no one more than by his wife. Mm-hmm. And that there was this moment where she was sort of, again, not putting on her. I'm just, I'm, it's more about how it might've been received by him as opposed to what she was asking of him. But the room, ha- I mean, we can, we can excuse Regina Hall
0: But he had already been the butt of several jokes that night. Which is what he said in his apology, that it's part of the job. And Regina Hall's joke was actually funny. I just
2: thought it was. But the point is people were calling attention to his personal life. The reason that people are calling attention to his personal life is because his wife is constantly calling attention to his personal life. Right. She is the number one person who is putting his business out into the world. And then that becomes FADA. And that that is part of both of them.
0: Both of them do, too. I mean, I mean, in his press tour for his book last fall, I was like, I I don't need to know another thing about Will Smith's (laughs) sex life. I really don't zip it. You
2: know, I think you mean about Will Smith's version of his sex life. Right. right, That's right. And so that's right. But to me, that speech. You know, this is one of those things where you think, why didn't he blank? And the answer is. He's not capable of that. He is a person who is absolutely, he's a puddle of a person. He was, those tears were, that was a deeply wounded, not together person. That was not just, and I'm sure he felt a lot of shame about Getting to this pinnacle of mo- moment in his career and how he had somehow sabotaged it and the, this Denzel quote, yeah. which was interesting, uh, about the devil comes for you when you're at your highest point. Yeah, uh, you know, and the devil, of course, being our demons. Not you know, I mean, maybe he means the guy. In the and if suit. I'm being honest, <laughs> and
1: I thought this before, <laughs> yeah. Denzel, who should have won, that performance was absolutely incredible. Is my yeah. opinion. Kate disagrees
0: no no I, I, i it was insane
2: and i wondered but also will smith had been out in the wilderness for a while i mean everybody talks about how powerful will smith is will smith was powerful and this moment and look he's worth 300 million or whatever he's worth so i really don't need the thing about how hard it is for people to talk about you go live in hidden hills and stop writing books about yourself then right if you don't want people to talk about your personal life but This was supposed to be his moment where he came. You know, this goes back to six degrees of separation. Was that the movie where he wouldn't kiss another man?
0: Yes. Yes.
2: This goes back to that. I mean, that's this and this together. He thought he was going to win an Oscar for this. He here he is now. And he's still haunted by whatever this masculinity issue is that he has. And it was astonishing. Astonishing. Sure was. We uh we and we um, spent the whole last two years talking about men who abuse women and how people have to treat people's bodies and respect people and da-da-da-da-da. And this guy who's supposed to be the nicest guy in the world, punches someone in the face. I thought it was right. atrocious
0: and it made me worry for comedians.
1: Kate, weigh
0: in. I I just think without knowing anything that if this is what you are going to do in an audience of hundreds of your peers in front of millions of viewers what are you doing privately right whether that's uh in your house on mm. set how are you treating people and i don't it i and i i think i i am not going to diagnose him but i right. that that speech was also very deliberately did not apologize to the Academy and his fellow nominees did not apologize to Chris Rock. That was very strange to me. He could have just gotten that part over with totally chose not to. Um, but you know, I just think, um, this is going to affect the rest of his career. Yeah, and if Does you don't think again? that I, if you don't think that I didn't email the red table talk publicists yesterday and said, "Is Will going to come to the red table soon?" <laughs> like you, honestly, are wrong. But, uh, but yes, I mean, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. He's supposed to you know there's a huge movie that's like Apple's first massive budget oh, movie. Oh, yes, what's on the horizon for him at the moment that we that's supposed to be on the horizon. Yeah, that that's, that's uh, supposed to be and I I can't remember the name of it but it's supposed to be an Oscar contender for the coming cycle. Um but it's already I don't know. it's already been shot? I think so. And um, do you know who directed it? Oh, damn it. I'm just kidding. Did you see that movie Master
1: with Regina Hall? It looks
0: interesting. Yes, I did. How was um, it?
1: Um no. Uh,
0: okay. She's googling. That's fair. It's it's an Anton Fuqua, Antoine Fuqua oh. Apple movie.
1: And it's um, already been shot.
0: That has been shot. Yeah. Um, I just think this, I, I mean, didn't love Master, Brian. Okay. Um, but it got great reviews and there are some very interesting themes in it yeah. and it's free on Amazon. So why not?
2: Yeah. why not? I just want to say that one little thing about what you were saying, which is that he could have come, he could have given his same speech. He could have come up and he could have said, I just want to say, I'm not proud of that moment. And you know, that's something I'm going to, talk about with my family whatever people say and uh, you know and i'm sorry to chris i'm sorry to the academy i'm sorry to my fellow nominees this means so much to me because abc richard williams blah 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 whatever this crazy speech was he gave what about all of this what god has called him to do at this moment in his life i mean this i hate to say it but this was a total Scientology's egg scramble. This was <laughs> it scrambles your right. brain, and you you don't make any sense. And you, I he, I was looking at a person who had lost themselves and lost their identity, and so he. I don't think he even knows who he is anymore. I feel like he is this vessel that other things are filling up, and it's all. And also, the life is so insular, you know, with the family and the you know. Who does he even talk to, probably? Right, of course. But I don't think he was even capable of that moment of of awareness, reflection. She would have said to him, you better apologize.
1: Truly the most First. upsetting thing to me about the entire night was that that night at one of the parties, they played Gettin' Jiggy with it, and he sang and along he, and, and he danced. danced to it. That, to me, is like the wildest part of this <laughs>
0: That, Apparently, I, all of his songs totally. were uh, being played at that party. So um, what was the was party? A, Which party? It was the Vanity Fair. Um, it was taste-less. like summertime, and you know, How I taste-less. mean, it was it was my colleague and friend and editor, Remy Institute's, uh, tweet of him dancing to get in Jiki with it that that i mean so i think fangless. that speaks
1: volumes about who you are you know um, like that well, is other so other people wild. was it
0: like about other people on the well, edges. also inexplicably a person with a a, a, a digital camera from 2002 <laughs> in the behind you know i was like what's that guy's story i, I, know, I, side, I, I didn't think they could even shot. do
1: that at that party
0: <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah it's um yeah, I mean, um, I would have just gone home, but I, that's always my instinct. So, you know, <laughs> and I,
2: I don't know like- who wrote the thing. Somebody <laughs> wrote
0: a thing about Javi Weinstein. I can't
2: remember who. And they said everybody said they didn't know what Javi Weinstein was doing and that they, you know, they all, you know, me, said I never knew. And, and it was happening all around me. And I take responsibility and da, 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 And here's a guy that punches a guy in the face. Yeah. And everybody's dancing to summertime. I mean, it's just sort of, I just can't believe, I mean, Amy Schumann honestly, was the only person who said, Oh, did something happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah she, that was, you really, know, which she handled was, that
1: so funny, you
2: know, but the, it was the, sort the, of the room feels
0: different. Like yeah, what yeah, happened? It oh, it must moment. have been ice cold <laughs> in there after that. Right. I mean, the other thing is was. just that like, so, uh, you know, we were, we published a story about his publicist, um, in, in the commercial breaks in between the, the slap, which I'm glad that that show is getting a resurgence. Me
1: too. I Cause they, were right, the they were right <laughs> all along. They were right all
0: along. And, and Irene from the real world Seattle. Uh, yes. <laughs> I saw that. What was her the stock, guy's name? It gets better.
1: Oh my God. Stephen. When slapped her. Yes. So <laughs> um, funny.
0: So, uh, uh yeah, but it's just a funny. Anyway, so it, his publicist was coming up to him during commercial breaks and um counseling him, probably working on the speech. But I wish, what I wish is That's also that a person that just hit someone, though. You sort of is, like, do you want to go talk to him? Right. I mean, poor her, you know, but um what I wish is that when he compared his behavior to Richard Williams' behavior, mm. that we could have gotten a shot on Venus and Serena, yeah, who've had who've been subjected to the worst Oscars season of all time between this and the Jane Campion. Uh, thing, what about Jane Camp? I hate to say, I mean, look, Kevin Costa's Kevin Costa, but there he is
2: standing up there like a Ralph Lauren ad. And he gave a pretty good speech for whatever it was that he was, saying. you know, it was sort of in the beginning you thought wow this is going on a while. And then you thought, you know what? Okay. He, grew, he rooted it in a little western gravitas whatever. And for her to say, "Thank you Kevin, that was very dramatic," or whatever. You know, you yeah, just thought
1: she oh, is, she's really here. bombed every speech she's Absolutely. given. Absolutely. After and, all and,
2: the backlash over okay, yeah, Venus, no. I did think Venus looked terrific.
0: I thought they great. both did. Uh, yeah. Apparently, Serena, by the way, this always, is a thing yeah. that I I am not sure of the details of. But literally, as the Chris Rock joke was happening, apparently Venus had a wardrobe malfunction at that very moment, and so that's why the camera got oh. weird. One of the reasons, and then it got weirder. But um, but yeah, I mean, where is Richard Williams? That may seem he like said it- he said that he didn't support will smith for hitting chris rock he's like where a was he
2: in all of this oh. in the movie and the, they do they not have a relationship with any anymore what's the
0: i think they do i thought i that mean it just seems
2: confusing would. to me that there's all this talk about him and there's no richard williams by the right. way i
1: will say that that movie seemed like it might be kind of hokey and maybe it was i thought it was great i really enjoyed it i liked it yeah anyway. it's
0: like an hbo movie exactly from, you know what else do we have to talk about?
2: But uh, this. Were there is, any
0: surprises? It's for leaving you, Kate? me.
2: It's infuriating me because the, I don't even have time to talk about how much I couldn't stand Jessica Chastain's speech. Oh, well, you always oh, yeah. have a
1: problem with her. I, I don't like her. You know that. <laughs> I know she's so good in that movie. I mean, that g- category, especially this year, was just drag queens. You know what I mean? Like, just from <laughs> Nicole Kidman to Jessica Chastain to putting on all these. Wild performances. I don't know that she would have been my pick to win, but that was a really fun movie, and she was phenomenal in it.
0: I just went into a fugue state after the slap because I just and yeah. and weirdly, like I felt so sorry for Questlove, yeah. like you know, and wasn't and that awful. In, the, in the in memoriam segment? Yeah. I mean, my God, like people, you know, I mean, this is Questlove, sweet. and he was so rattled by it. Anyone who won after the only thing that woke me up weirdly was uh, was the the producers of Coda droning on and on during the Best Picture speech because I was like I this is why Best Picture can be really a flawed situation. What when did you think of Coda you've winning? Never heard of.
1: I will say um, Coda is like one of the only movies I didn't see um, for no particular reason. Oh, I just haven't. It's seen It's
0: lovely. It. You would yeah. love it.
1: Okay, good. It, it's just a. So you're happy with that win.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. it's just I, it was a big surprise. I didn't think there was like a huge front runner this year, mm-hmm. I guess, of those movies. Coda is my favorite. Um, but, um, you know, it's like it was like a perfectly fine crop of movies. I, there wasn't something I hated and was rooting against. But right. I I just um but it's a very sweet movie and it, it, you know, the performances are great. And I'm, I was, I wept during Troy Kotzer's yeah. That was, beautiful. uh, spe- yeah. he's, he was incredible in that movie and, you know, it's, it's, it's just a sweet movie. And that was two Sundance movies, um, from 2021. Um, you know, uh, uh, Koda was the big winner that time out of Sundance. And, um, and uh, Summer of Soul was the big documentary out of that, and both went for like record-breaking prices. But um, it is funny—you you can't underestimate how much people, uh, voters apparently hate Netflix and will just not allow them to win Best Picture. You know, so yeah. even when and, there oh, are you are no the Power movies. of the Dog? Yeah. Wasn't that
1: their big yeah?
0: Yeah, yeah, and and even well, when they turned no a movies. lot of people off, though. I think. well, then I just say
1: just in terms of Oscar history. Power of the Dog was my favorite movie of the year. I knew, there was no way that movie was going to win Best Picture. It just yeah. isn't that. You know what I mean? Like I, the, for the Academy to give that Best Picture, I think would have been weird.
0: It's a weird movie. It is well, weird. they it do been been love a, weird a western, movie. though. Yeah, that's true.
2: All right. Listen, Kate Arth is here because she wants to give advice. She yes. doesn't want to do what we've been doing.
1: <laughs> no, I know. Kate. we took <laughs> so we're it full do advantage it of her
2: you. way, which is what we're going to do here. Listen. Let's do uh, it. Now, Kate, first of all, we can't thank you enough for that. I mean, truly, that was, you know, we needed that. I know. I
1: feel that. like we all needed to work this out. <laughs> From forgotten free trials to automatic renewals when big companies keep charging you. True is your secret weapon to save you money on subscriptions you don't need. Now, Ronna, Truebill Bill is, is, is truly Genshaw's mean- nightmare.
2: No, this you're not kidding. Fully. I mean, this is incredible. These people, you don't know how many, think about that. Yeah. How many free subscriptions you've signed up for, or one month trials or this and yeah. that. I don't know how the magic works, but these people keep track of all of it. Oh, and yeah. then with a click of a button, you can unsubscribe from all those things that you said to yourself, Oh, I can't even think about thinking about unsubscribing from this.
1: Totally. The average person saves up to $720 per year with Truebill.
2: Get out of here.
1: $720 a year. That's the round trip uh, ticket to Europe. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And get this, rana You're going to love this. Your True Bill concierge is there when you need them to cancel huh. on monet subscriptions so you don't have to.
2: So you Over- don't even have to have the conversation. They'll have it for you. Yeah. Incredible. They'll be the middleman. That, honestly, that, I can't think of, a, that is absolutely an area of everyone's life that there's only two or three people to get off on having to have those conversations and I don't know them.
1: I to- couldn't agree more.
2: I mean- this is amazing. For the procrastinators and the avoiders in our audience, oh, perfect. Ones, you just bury yeah. it
1: down, bury it down. Mm-hmm. It down. <laughs> no question. Truebill has over 2 million users and helps save them over $100 million. Wow. Matthew B said, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my direct TV bill. I saved $120 for the year on my Sirius XM bill. I saved $840 a year on car insurance. I got to tell you, there's one company in particular that I'm thinking of that I cannot figure out how to cancel it. I cannot figure out for the life of me how to get off them sending me monthly body wash. So you,
2: I'm, I don't think this will work. You have a body wash subscription? How did you get a body? You know what? This is an ad. We can't get into this on an know. ad.
1: Don't fall for subscription scams <laughs> like I did. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Ask Rana. Seriously, go right now. Start saving the money. Truebill.com slash Ask Rana. It could save you thousands of years. Truebill.com slash Ask Rana.
2: So download the free Anka app now, or go to FM to get started today. Kiss, kiss. We are going to, we've got three, we may only get to two questions today. So Brian, you going to read this one or what?
1: You know I am, Ronna. Okay. Dear Ronna Bryant, an iconic guest. No doubt about it. Variety's Kate Arthur.
2: Accurate, Yeah.
1: I'm writing because I need the perspective and advice that only Brian and a woman in her prime, such as Ronna, can provide.
2: Or Kate the, Arthur for that or matter. Or Kate
1: Arthur for that matter. No sages need apply. Thank you very much. A little, a little background. I'm a 26-year-old man living in Los Angeles, originally from Chicago. Okay. A couple of weeks back, two of my longtime great friends from back home asked if I was interested in the idea of them flying out and us doing a road trip to the Bay Area. Sounded great, but it didn't work with my schedule. They eventually settled on the idea of going to the Bay for five days and staying with me in LA for two so we could all see each other. When planning the Bay Area part of the trip got complicated, they decided somewhat unilaterally that they would just stay with me in LA for the week. Fair enough. I was excited to see them and I really don't mind. Here's where the story gets sort of sticky. Uh oh. On Friday, I woke up in a good deal of pain and got diagnosed with a strangulated hernia. Ah. Unfortunately, this requires surgery sooner rather than later. I quickly let them know that I would be very like, that I would very likely be in recovery during the time they were planning on visiting and wouldn't really be in a position to host. Ron and Brian, their reaction shocked me. The immediate <laughs> response was in quotes, "Hmm. Well, idk, I don't know." I know you didn't, like, plan to get a hernia, (laughs) but that kind of puts us in a tough position considering we leave next week.
2: Kind of does.
1: And now we don't have a guaranteed place to stay when we already rented a car, bought Mm. lights, and took time off work. Mm. They both expressed surprise that the surgery and recovery period would mean I wouldn't be able to host them or, in quotes, at the very least have a place to crash. I remained calm during the conversation and was honest that I was really hurt and surprised by the reaction. Oh, I could burn these friends alive. In response, I got, quote, I'm sorry I didn't react the way you'd like, followed by a laundry list of ways my surgery inconvenienced them. I'm not writing in the hopes of being validated or told I'm not crazy. Maybe I'm off base, but I feel pretty confident I'm not in the wrong. My question is, where do I go from here? Where should I go from here? These are dear friends who I've treasured and valued since childhood, and I'm dealing with a lot of sadness around this. Mm. Of course I understand this isn't ideal for them. You'd have to be a saint to not be a little frustrated if a vacation gets canceled last minute, but really I'm disappointed that they centered their own vacation plans and tried to project guilt on me. When they know that I'm really terrified of getting my first surgery slash anesthesia and dealing with a good deal of pain in the meantime. I already expressed the reactions hurt and upset me and was met with the response I described above. Is the relationship worth salvaging? Should I reach out again in a while and explain how I feel when they've maybe calmed down a bit? Right now, I'm too stressed and angry to want to put in that effort. I'm at a loss and could really use your help, Justin. As a side note, Brian, I've been listening to you on Attitudes for years. Thank you. I remember being in high school and hearing you talk about the 2012 election. Great. I hope I, I hope I said the right things. Your perspective and experiences have been absolutely foundational to me as a gay man, and I can't thank you enough for everything you've done. That's lovely. Thank you.
0: Oh, Kate. Kate, what do you think? Oh, my God. So has the surgery happened already, or is it Good coming up?
1: Good question.
0: I don't think because we got- Because they should come and stay with you and take care of you. Well, of course. There you but go. they're not going to. I have to be. That I, was not one of the, that was
2: not something they no even That wasn't offering. one of the options. No, that was I mean, of course, that was the first thing you would think was, oh, well, let us come to L.A. and we'll stay with you and we'll take care of you. And you may still not want that. But I mean, come on, Brian. Wait, Kate, get speak up here. Tell me what to think.
0: It's just appalling. I'm I don't even gonna, know what to say.
1: I'm not going to like what I'm going to say. Oh. <laughs> I don't like what I'm going to say.
2: Let's hear it. I would
1: have let them crash. Granted, let me say something. Until, (laughs) until. I would have let them crash except for how they responded.
2: Yes, of course.
1: Because if they had said, oh, that's awful. We're already committed to the trip. Do you think we could just crash there? We'll we'll take care of you. I promise we won't bother you. Like, because these are people in their 20s. And what I mean by that is they did prepay for the rental car. You know what I mean? Like most everything's cancelable now, but these people didn't do it that way. You know, like they did it to where the cheapest rate was the one you buy ahead of time. And that money is a lot to them. And even road trips are very important to people like that. I think. If it were me, and I'm not saying this is right. If it were me, I would have said. You can stay here. It, you just have to be completely self-sufficient.
2: Yes, but the and first I'm not saying that's the thing, right thing to do. No, I understand. I don't think it would have been crazy to have them stay. And also, uh, you know, oh, you could still stay here. But does one of you mind, uh, you know, walking me to the bathroom. If I need help, uh, you know, whatever the thing, by the way, it's a hernia surgery. Probably the recovery isn't quite that bad, but what it is is, Probably some painkillers, and you're in bed for a few days, and you and you can't lift things, and you know that sort of thing.
1: And also, these people are in their twenties, to where it would have to be like, and there's not, you just can't party here, guys. Like it just can't be
2: that vibe. But their initial reaction was, I mean, I know you didn't plan this, but it's really ruining our vacation. Yeah,
1: the reactions were. These are not not
2: people that have any sympathy or compassion for this person whatsoever that's the fundamental issue not the i if you're in your i agree you're in your 20s people do all kinds of dumb things in their 20s probably you would let somebody come stay with you and then you'd look back on it when you were 40 and you would say I let somebody stay in my apartment when i had major abdominal surgery or whatever you know it would have been a mess but that's what people do but they didn't even say omg are you okay right they don't care you ruined their vacation. That's what they care about.
0: Wow. It's awful. It's awful. And they're old
2: friends. These aren't college yeah. friends or something who, you know, you are just partying friends or something like that. And you could sort of understand that they weren't great about it. These are old friends.
0: I, I will say people really show you who they are mm-hmm. when you're sick And, you know, and, and not that you necessarily need their help or, um, want to ask for their help, but, um, I, you know, as someone who survived cancer so far, uh, I will say that the people who in my life who were really, really there for me, um, I value on a different level. Than I did before. And the people who weren't aren't really in my life anymore. Yeah, and, um, and what
1: was the distinction? Just people who really showed
0: up for just you. It's like, yeah. you know, having you know, not to make this at all about me, but like no, I you am know, curious, there were though. just months of chemo. And and you know, we had at the time, I mean, we still have two children, but they were pretty little, you know, they were five and, and seven. And, um, you know, there were people who flew out here to help uh, and, um, you know, to help my wife and and all of us. And to the point where at a certain point, Frederick and Wally were like, can people stop staying with us, please? But um, but, you know, they were so helpful. And, you know, it was really it meant so much to me. And um, and, you know, tons of people just helped. You know, bringing over food and and all of these things, and then there were people who just weren't there, and yeah. and and some of them, you know, if people were just would check in with me every once in a while, it's not like I was testing people, but if people were no. checking in on me every once in a while by text, then that was all I wanted or needed, and, yeah. and it's not like I wanted people to like spend four hundred dollars on a plane ticket and do whatever, no, but, but like people tell you if you're important to them, right? And, and there were people who were just really actively lame. And those are the people who I've cut out of my life. Um, People who you thought you were, you were important to or who were important to you. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, this is the hernias, you know, I mean, it's, I know I'm, I've heard it's incredibly painful. Um, I, I wish they had just said to you, we would still love to come Yes, we prepaid and that is part of it, but we also really want to take care of you. Yeah. And, and if you really don't want us in your house, then we totally get it, but we, we don't mind just being there for you. And, and, and that would have been a way that you probably, even if you didn't actually want them there, you probably would have been like, yes, please come, you know, crash at my house, you know? Yeah. So, so I mean, they weren't if, even I'm offering so to get them an this. egg McMuffin. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It really was the react because I feel like there is a way this could have worked out for everyone. Yep. Um, and they really ruined it. That's a really, really nasty reaction.
0: And I don't know how you perceive it. And it's also, no, that's yeah. like a crazy thing, you know? Of course,
2: there's the immaturity factor. Okay. These people are yes, in their 20s. the baseline. But I still feel this is insensitive on a level that, I mean, if part of your question is, you know, I, what moved me in your letter is what you said, I'm still, I'm feeling a lot of sadness around this, which I think of course is understandable. You thought these were your good friends. They basically said, we care more about a trip and our rental car than we do about you and your
1: health. Which in those moments, by the way, they did. I mean, that's the Mm -hmm. age.
2: Totally. They're 24, whatever. Uh, But I think part of what you're feeling is a little bit of mourning because this is the first time you're experiencing this level of disappointment and also this level of mortality, let's say, because you're so young, you know, the idea that something could not be perfect with your body is completely shocking at the age of 26. Right. But it, these people aren't really friends, the people that you used to party with, I guess, and that you thought were your friends and that's very sad but at least you live in a nice town and hopefully have some nice friends or a nice neighbor who brought you some.
1: I was going to say the bonus go. of this is that you don't live in the same town. Like this isn't the group. You know yeah. what I mean? You're in L.A. And, and
2: that the people who can't step forward. Yeah. Even if it is a neighbor who says, oh, I just wanted to check on you. I mean, that's it's a nice. tough
1: thing. I do think in your mid to late 20s is where some people break away. I mean, just yeah. some people fall away, maybe. Panning for gold. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: And these are, this is a, I'm curious if every single person responded like this to you. um, Because oh, maybe you had the
2: problem. Yeah.
1: No, because maybe someone was just like, I'll handle it. I don't know. I don't want to give them the benefit of the doubt. That reaction is yeah. awful. And I, what do you think they should do? Just not reach out again? Just be done? Oh,
2: no, you know who they are. If you yeah. want to go party with them when you're in Chicago or whatever, but I mean certainly don't call these people if anything of import happens in your life yeah. and expect them to have time for you. Maybe and these aren't the people of the podcast to you about.
0: episode so they Absolutely. can hear what uh what people who are objective judges of what they did think about it. Yep. And Good maybe idea. they'll learn
2: something about how to behave too. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, we've said six or seven times we get that you're young and, that, and we understand what your priorities are, but come on. You, would your mother be proud of you for that behavior? Yeah. Dear Ron Bryan, an insightful guest, if applicable, em- emphasis on the A. Applicable? Applicable. Okay. Is it?
1: Whatever you say.
2: I say applicable. Yeah, I think but. both
1: can be correct, right?
2: Uh, first, thank you for your podcast. The sage advice. You know what? It's not, she, funny. Like it's it. not funny. She doesn't like it. It's not funny anymore.
1: does not like the it word isn't funny sage. Anymore. <laughs> it was it's funny for
2: funny. a minute. It's not funny anymore. No. Okay. You're going to drive I, me to get a facelift off. You know
1: what? On. Really, the word should be wizened or vintaged.
2: Mm. The vintage (laughs) advice, humor and snippets about life in Marblehead have warmed my heart on the icy dark mornings that I spend outside walking my dog as an expat from the North shore and living in Scandinavia. Listening to Rana's voice is my little cure for homesickness. Now, I want to say that I'm delighted that we finally have someone who's living in scandinavia because we refer to people every time I feel like somebody we talk about it all the time about their life in another country i always say i think they're in scandinavia well it all and then started with Singapore. that one
1: person from denmark who was like yeah. you're a huge hit here
2: yeah yes that's right we, <laughs> or we were on the charts yeah we were, we were on the, on the charts ch- we forgot to check check the charts in the last two years uh, the international yeah. charts. Yeah. Yeah, the truth to. is I am in a quandary and no matter how much time I spend ruminating in the sauna, I can't seem to find a solution. I never thought I'd be brave enough to write to you, but here we are. I met my boyfriend at work 14 years ago. They clicked instantly on the job. We were an amazing team and we became fast friends, only friends. I had just been through a divorce and he had a partner and two children. It did seem a little odd that she never minded our close friendship, but I assumed they were happy and figured Europeans. Through the years, we remained close. We met for coffee, tennis, even took our kids on outings together. We were part of a mutual friend group that meets often, although he and I always had a closer relationship than the others in the group. We adored each other, talked about everything, but stayed firmly in the friend zone, even after his relationship ended. But then, as if life was a 90s rom-com, after my party on my 40th birthday, he kissed me. He told me he was in love with me, and we have been together since. It's been four years. In they've been together since four years. So
1: he broke up with his partner.
2: He had already broken up with even oh. after his relationship ended. He still didn't tell her how he felt. Then it was her fortieth birthday. Then they had a kiss. Now okay. they've been together. For so he was
1: years. single when that happened.
2: Correct. Okay. Got it. It's been four years, and our relationship is the easiest, safest, most fun, and healthy I've ever had. There's no doubt we want to spend the rest of our lives together put a pin in that Mm -hmm. however I love I love a letter that says I've already made up my mind I'm spending the rest of my life with this person however should I spend the rest of my life with this person (laughs) however since we both have teenage kids living at home he has two and I have one we decided to wait to get married or move in together until they were finished at their current schools
1: that's really buying some time
2: They live about 30 minutes from me and my son in our cozy little town on the fjord that I would never underscore want to leave because it it looks like New England and it feels like home. Our setup wasn't traditional, but it was working just fine. He had his kids every other week and the rest of the time he was off with us, okay? It was easy. No one had to give up their lives so that he and I could be together. I thought I could be happy with the situation as it was, at least for a couple of years until the kids were done with school. So the teenagers, we're talking about two to four years here, basically. Yeah. Which sounds like a long time, but really isn't a very long time. Right. It's a long time for a teenager. It's not a long time for a parent. Sure. Until this summer, when suddenly his ex-wife moved across the country. The oldest son moved with her, but the 14-year-old daughter stayed here. She now lives exclusively with my boyfriend, only visiting her mother for school vacations. It's been seven months and she's not handling things very well. Understandably, the poor thing. She's not very enthusiastic about my presence either. The ex wife? The 14 year old oh, oh, daughter.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. Gosh, guys. Sorry. When I am there, she barely hard. leaves her
2: room and she has developed a mysterious allergy to my dog. Or she hates your guts.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> or what you stand for. Sure. Anyway. Or she hates a mother, but she loves the mother. She can't put that on her mother, whatever it is. The way things are right now with all of us having very busy lives, my boyfriend and I see each other approximately once a week. We do text all the time and speak daily. We plan holidays and family vacations together. We try to squeeze in lunch dates, but there is almost no space for the intimacy that I crave, exclamation point. He seems able to deal with it better than I do. I feel my romantic feelings are starting to wane. The logistics and planning are exhausting. I feel powerless and I'm starting to get resentful. He's sick of hearing it. I really am trying to stay fulfilled in my own life. I'm even training for a marathon, but I don't know how long I can find a balance between distracting myself and keeping my feelings for him alive while also, one waiting for another year and a half. Talk about a marathon, year and a half. She's 14. How does that work? Ronna and Brian help. In the rom-com, there's always the obstacle and then the happy ending. How do we make it there? Do I demand that he and his daughter accelerate moving to us, even if that means uprooting her from her school and friends? Does my son have to leave his school and then I give up the town that I love in order to move to them? Or do I just have to accept that my needs aren't going to be fully met for a while, but it's worth holding out for and try to keep the flame alive? I truly value wisdom and would be grateful for any advice regarding my situation. Kiss, kiss. P.S. The dog stays.
1: The relationship starts after happily ever after. Okay? Yeah. That's when the work starts. Here we go. You have got to make appointments with your partner to be intimate and have sex. It's too often underestimated how important intimacy is and how important having that connection is. Um. I don't know. I I have to be honest with you. I got a little lost in the woods on this question. I don't know why, but yeah,
2: because there's a lot of moving paths. Yeah, there are because it's a lot of whose needs are most important. Yeah. Everyone has multiple identities in this scenario Mm -hmm. there. I'm a per I'm a woman, but I'm a mother. I'm a woman, but I'm a parent. He's a he's a man and a lover, but he's a parent. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, there's all these, you
0: know, Kate, what do you think? This is a tough one. I mean, I think what you have to do, I don't think it's, first of all, I think there's hope here. I, I think you need to, complaining to him is not working. No. It's it's hurting the relationship. It's hurting both of you. It's annoying to both of you. Like if he's getting annoyed, you are too, right? So I think you have to have and you so, need to figure out exactly what this will yeah. be, but you have to have like a big conversation where the two of you hash this out and make a plan. And, and you're you know, wearing lingerie. Mm-hmm. I think you're not. Oh, okay. I think you're not. I think that's a separate thing. <laughs> okay. But I think that you just need, you 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 know, a thing where you get say everything you want to say, he says what he wants to say. And then you just figure out the logistics on a daily or weekly basis and you don't keep fighting about it. And every time- killing the relationship.
2: But also every time you complain to him, he hears, you hate my daughter.
0: Ugh. And you do. And the daughter hates you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think that's about it.
2: And you are putting, he is in an impossible- I honestly, the person I have the most sympathy for in this scenario is him, to be honest, and the daughter. He didn't expect to become a single parent in the last year. And he has a 14-year-old daughter who is miserable, who feels rejected by her mother mm-hmm. and does not have any concept of how to cope with that. Mm-hmm. And he is just a dad. It, who's it, trying it, which to aka do his completely
1: incapable of really understanding a teenage girl.
2: Of course. Why should no one can understand that? That's true. Girl. You're right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> truly. Her mother can't understand it's her. She chose not to live with her. You're right. Yeah, I mean, they, they're either too similar or the two, whatever it is. Yeah. No one can understand a teenager, let alone a teenage girl. And so what it is, is it's four years of madness until society tells you you're allowed to to kick them out of your house at 18 and cross your fingers that they get into college or they get a job or they start computer programming or whatever they sure. do. They start a startup or they get a drop at Starbucks, whatever yeah. it is. Okay. Exactly. But What you keep saying to him is you're failing everyone in your life. That's how he hears that argument that you're having with him. What happened to the fun? Guess what? He misses the fun, too. It was a perfect setup. He got to spend a honeymoon week with his kids. He got to have his kids together. He got to feel like he wasn't a failure as a parent, that that they just had a good arrangement and that everybody was happy. And those days are over now. So now he's trying to spend twice as much time with an absolute maniac. Because right. that's what a teenager is, is a maniac. And a liar. All of it. Mm-hmm. Even if she's the greatest kid the devil. She's lived, a liar. She's a teenager. And a her psychopath. brain's broken. She's there's hormones running through her body. She hates her friends. She loves her friends. He doesn't care about any of she it. She thinks but she's what, a grown-up. What he cares about is her. Mm-hmm. But he can't get through to her. And bad news, good news, bad news. She is the most important person in his life, period. And as and what I am not noticing, you're saying, I don't want to miss my town. I don't want to leave my town. I love walking my dog here. But your kids are happy in their school and your kids are happy in the house and your kids live with their mother and your kids have all of that. And he doesn't know how to fill in that and also make you happy. Mm -hmm. So. It's okay if this thing is broken. It's okay. Everyone's had a wonderful four years together. I'm not advocating for breaking up with him. I'm just saying it's okay that you feel neglected by him. He has another priority. It's his child in the same way that you thank God. He's the kind of man that cares about his child more than he cares about his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. That makes him a good man. Mm -hmm. And you can either you should have this global conversation that Kate's talking about and everyone should say how they feel, mm-hmm. but it starts to feel like nagging when maybe you're having like the a same boat conversation, nagged. just
1: a bare shoulder. If you're not going to do it on shore,
2: <laughs> if you have a nice collarbone, it's yeah. not a bad idea. Yeah. Make sure, I mean, for sure, you know, good lighting, make sure yeah, the hair right. is right. And yeah. the, you know, something cause your little the shoulder, before. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just remind him what he's going to do.
1: A princess you know, you have to sleeve. wear
2: a snowsuit or whatever, exactly. but unless that's his thing. But the uh, snow snowsuit <laughs> slit. Uh, yeah, sure. But who knows? Yeah. But
1: baby bib snow snow bib.
2: Everybody's in impossible situation. In an impossible situation here, and your children are your children, and it's your job to get them to the next station in life. And if that means giving up this wonderful, perfect, amazing girlfriend with the great house and the perfect dog, that's what he has to do. And it sucks. So either you can live with the arrangement the way that it is and you can try to adjust that arrangement so that you're enjoying it a little bit more so that everybody isn't saying I only get one day a week saying I look forward to this one day.
1: But also I do feel like, and this, this is not a joke, I do feel like you should be having sex more. I think that would help.
2: Oh, I think she'd like to. I think that's what she's saying about her intimate, you know, she totally. wants to have sex four times a week. But that's a very like once clear,
1: a I think, I don't have children, but that seems like it could be a clear like, well, there is a solution to that, you know?
2: And well, well, who is she supposed to have sex about with? the timeline. Yeah. Of the she can year. only have sex with him once a week.
1: But that's enough.
2: No, she wants to have sex all
0: the time.
1: But maybe they're not having it once a week. Well, maybe. Right I don't
0: know. I'm, a, I'm confused about the year and a half. But yes, I but too. I will say that if it is a year and a half until the daughter leaves to go somewhere, then that's going to go by like that. Yeah. So you don't need to worry about that part. You just need to get through these next 18 months. And this you know? is
1: like where this is. Listen, I mean, like, I don't know. Relationships are a lot of work, you know, and.
2: And you don't blend this. Fa- Here's why people blend their families because they can't afford to have separate families Mm -hmm. or because they need everybody to go to the same school or they, whatever. I'm not saying people don't want to live together, but the priority, unless these kids was, these kids are not small so that, you know, it's different when you're looking at 15 years of your life in front of you or whatever it is, but we're talking about a couple of years. And it sounds like everybody has their own house and that your kids are happy in their school. So why would you, why would you upset that just because you would be happier living closer to your boyfriend? Half hour is really not very far. I mean, I don't know. It sounds like your kids are in high school. Can't you go have a date night a couple of nights a week?
1: Yeah. yeah. They I should mean, be in violin, tennis, slalom, cross country. Those kids should be busy as hell.
2: Yeah, they should be doing that. Cross Watch country King Richard the, and then get your inspiration the, uh, from that. Yes, rifle range. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know the maximum, the cross-country triathlon, oh, right. The winded the biathlon? Biathlon. Right. Yes. Biathlon, biathlon. Yeah, they should exactly. be biathletes. Gina, and You James, should be cross-country right? skiing or, to his house. No, she
1: was archery. Oh,
2: archery. Mm-hmm. Yes, sorry yeah. about that. But it, relation, I mean, Brian's correct. Relationships are about compromise. And if you really think this is someone who could be a life partner, then everyone should also be mature enough to say, I think we need a break. And you should focus on her a little bit and see what's going on there. Maybe they need to be going to see a therapist together. I don't know. I don't know if people do that in Scandinavia, but she's having a hard time. Yeah. And it's a crucial age 14 yeah. where she's going to start looking outside of her house for acceptance, intimacy, whatever it is, everything gets all mixed up in the teenage computer brain. Yeah. And if there is not a steady, solid home life, That's what happens. I
1: Yeah. I would never want to be a teenager ever again. Horrible. Horrible.
2: Nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. Mm -hmm. I feel so depressed after that letter. I know, Ronna. I really do.
1: (laughs) Well, here's the good news. We are going to give one of these letter writers something wonderful to brighten their day. And just by the act of giving, it might brighten ours.
2: Does Kate feel... Do you feel Kate that you didn't get a full turn? Do you want one more quick letter?
0: Look, you know, I've been begging to be on the free yeah. feed, abasing myself for years. So <laughs> all right. I'm gonna like give I'm
2: gonna read Let's one more it, letter then. and you're going to answer it quickly. All right. Okay. This is a machine gun scenario. Great. Right? Brian, are you reading it or I'm reading it? It's the first one.
1: Oh, um, it doesn't matter to me. Would you like me to read it? Please. Ronna and Brian, capital Y, I'm not sure. Todd here, he, him. My husband, Andrew, and I love you so incredibly much. Andrew's sister begged you to wish him a happy birthday last week. Still beside ourselves, best gift ever. Oh, I remember
2: yeah. this. This tooting is actually a great question for Kate.
1: Tooting my own horn here, but I'm a longtime Rana listener admirer and turned Andrew onto your podcast. We quickly developed a crush on you, Brian, capital Y. I like it now.
2: Oh, I've got all day to listen to this.
1: After a few months of listening, Andrew asked if I was a chip. I said, of course. After which he asked for my login and password on Patreon. I said, excuse me, I'm not your free pass. Oh, so he bought his own.
2: Well, I think that's appalling. I don't think you should even be with him anymore, but go Maybe
1: on. this lack of penny pinching, penny pinching is part of our problem. Here's our urgent question. We were crafting before we got your beautiful birthday wishes. Oh, our Urgent Christian, we were crafting. I thought they meant they were like scrapbooking.
0: Before. I know. Too. I was
1: like, oh, cool. Okay. Where should we live? Background. We're in our 30s. Met five years ago in New York City. I work remotely for a tech company and Andrew's a hairstylist. Free haircuts for you both. I'll take you up on that. In 2019, I won't. I know you won't. In 2019, we thought to ourselves, hey, we aren't rich. But we make decent money. Let's invest in a home in the woods, a place to I'll get re-
2: a haircut from Kate's gorgeous wife, is who I'll get a haircut from. Fab. Yeah.
1: I didn't know that your wife is your wife a stylist, a hairstylist. Are you
2: kidding? She to is. the stars. <gasps> to the stars. Oh my God. Rebecca Dumoulin.
1: Does she do to buy one, get one free? To the
2: stars. She doesn't do a Bogo now. Okay,
1: (laughs) a place to retreat to on the weekends. We quickly found the perfect little house for us. It's in a small Connecticut town, about one and a half hours north of the city. It sits on a a few beautiful acres. Good for you, with a gorgeous pool, gorgeous pool garden, and room for a pony (laughs) or chickens, which we have, which we now have. We closed January 2020. Then the world changed. The salon shut down for Andrew leaving us financially strapped and no reason to keep our apartment in NYC. We moved to Connecticut full-time. And surprise, We, quote, got the call, and we were able to adopt Wyatt, the most perfect baby in the world Aww. and baby Steve's future admirer. Back to the question.
2: Let's leave Steve out of this.
1: NYC <laughs> is opening back up, and Andrew is working more and more in the city. Steve we picks around friends. I'm willing to go up to... for a haircut from your wife, Kate.
2: This is the guy who we said is going to have to do that woman's hair for that premiere that she has to go to the woman from Worcester.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. Back to the question, New York City is opening back up, and Andrew is working more and more in the city. We even rented an apartment there where we currently stay part-time. We love NYC and never pictured leaving it, but babies are a, (laughs) a bit expensive. Financially, we can't do both. Our friends, our people are in the city. And right now, our house is worth a lot more than when we bought it. But we're obsessed with this house, the wide open space, and more comfortable living, which might be good for Wyatt. That said, it's in a conservative community. Gay dads with a kid, a chihuahua, and no friends in Trump 2024 country? Wow, really? But NYC, it's where the two of us prefer, but we'd be back to no space, no idea where to start with childcare, and our money won't go as far. I'll stop going back and forth and wait for your wisdom. Help us, Rana and Brian. You're our only hope. Todd and Andrew, they're very cute. They did a picture with the baby. P.S. Can't wait for the monthly cocktail subscription. Enjoying a Negron as I type, which is my excuse for any typos you find. I found none. Oh, and they're wearing matching clothes. Very Must cute. Be,
2: it's a Christmas shot. They're it's in front cute. of a Christmas tree. Yeah. yeah. Wyatt is very cute. Very cute. It's
1: a nice little family they yeah. Got.
2: Very sweet little family Yeah. Kate, as a, as a multiple right. homeowner, landowner,
0: bi-coastal, <laughs> Brooklyn, <laughs> NYC, Do you have a place in New York, Kate? Manhattan? Of course. She uh, yes, but it, we sublet it. Yeah.
1: But yeah. Well, we, there you go. Yeah. Oh, but, but they don't um, own in New York. Never mind. Sorry. Go ahead. We do. No, uh, the letter writer. They
0: don't. Oh, right. yes, they don't. Yeah. Yes. They own in Connecticut. They rent in New York. Right. Um. God, I wish I knew which part of Connecticut this is. It's, I know. I'm, I'm confused about the Trump 2024. Me too. Um, not to get stuck on that, but, uh, but I think you should really try to keep both. Um, I yeah. feel like Airbnb exists. And maybe have that Connecticut house set up so you can very flexibly, um, rent it out. And when you guys aren't there, uh, you will want that house and it sounds like you love it. So you have to try to make it work. Um, I think, and, um, you know, that is something I don't know if that's like maybe there's some zoning. St- I know Airbnb is right. can get tricky and de- depending on where you live, but even like a renter, like month to month, month, to month or month, something, yeah. I mean. I, I think you have to try to do both. It sounds lovely. And, and I, just, I you office. know, yeah, I, I don't, I still don't understand which part of Connecticut is Trump 2020, but 2024. But, um,
2: yeah, well, who knows? It's Stamford or something, but right. it's sort of, it is and it isn't everything's in it. Yeah. Go over yeah. one time. Try to keep it. Connecticut, it. because it's I agree, not, what you're you dealing know, with South Dakota,
1: two extremes. Like you're dealing with the biggest city in America in the smallest amount of land, and then you're dealing with a remote country place. It's very difficult to choose one or the other, I yeah. would imagine. And I'm with you, Kate. Like I don't think I would want to raise a family in New York without an escape route, you know, or without somewhere to go, um, and vice versa. Like. I don't know. Uh, but on the other hand, I guess you could always.
0: Well, this set up rent for when you're in the
1: city. I don't know. It's
0: set up for Connecticut. No, I, think at the I mean, not to get nerdy. The husband about this, works in New York. I feel like there are also tax implications about selling it and not buying somewhere else. Like, yeah, I don't know. Try to keep it. Try to keep it. Yeah, That's like whatever you can do. And also
2: remember whatever this fabulous little life is that you've set up for yourself. Other people in New York, would completely salivate and dream of that thing. So even if it's one weekend a month or two weekends a month that you decide to stay in New York, you know, what's going on is he's home with the baby in Connecticut. The other guy's going into New York to work. And then, so it's tough to negotiate that because the money's in New York and then the family's in Connecticut, but okay. So two weekends a month, you're going to be in New York and you do a, if you need the help because he's working on the weekend, you do any any share with another family at the or something like this. But what is it care.com? Is, there's all these websites yeah. where you can find people that want exactly what you want. Well, you say, "This is exactly what I want," and then 10 people respond to you. But the as Kate was saying, so make it that fabulous two weekends a month probably covers your rent in New York or covers your mortgage in Connecticut. And you just have to say, this is what we're going to do for two years. The baby's very little, but in two years we have to decide, is he going to go to preschool and then kindergarten eventually in New York? Or is he, are we going to stick it out out here? Well, you love Connecticut. You do up the house. It's terrific. And then you think, actually, we don't really love Stanford. We'd rather be in old Greenwich. I don't know, but Give yourself that space, but try to make it work financially. I agree with that.
0: I it is going to have when the, when the kid starts preschool yeah. or school, it's going to get on those you're gonna have to, in New
2: York now, by the way, just because
0: to or have the find option. You call it little Waldorf something or other in Connecticut. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to figure it out once the kids start school. Like, yeah, where the your flexibility only now. Is. But, yeah. Um, But enjoy this time when you can try to do both things. I think I think so, too. I think. You should well,
2: and what about the if the husband started to do a little hair in Connecticut? Is that crazy? Exactly. Rent a chair at a salon in town and bring a little NYC glam, you know, do half a day, do Saturdays, something like that. do it at home. Sounds like you have a beautiful setup. I know. Probably if you put that out to your clients, you'd have two or three in a minute.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay. All
1: right, Ronna wrap
2: it up, Brian. Who
1: are we going to give a little gift to this week? Kate, or do we want to give it to the city or the country, which is the one we just read? Yeah.
2: I think we know who's getting something. Do do we want to give it
1: to Scandi girlfriend or expat girlfriend? Or do we want to give it to hernia?
0: Hernia. 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 Yeah. Poor hernia.
1: Poor hernia.
2: You know what we're going to send to hernia? Uh, there's a company called- It's a
1: beautiful name.
2: My Grandma's Chicken Soup.
1: Oh, yeah. I've heard, I've seen this company before. The
2: out of Marblehead, actually.
1: Are they really? It looks the so woman, good. The
2: woman who owns it is from Marblehead. Some of it's a little hit a miss, meaning that they've got a. that comes with a holly and a this and a that. It's really a very nice package. And it is the kind of thing where if you're a single guy who's 26, it'll last him for a week and a half, all this food. And that is what we're going to send him. I think that's great. A little care package from us. And also, but I don't know what he can eat and what he can't eat. This, so I feel like
1: it's been a minute since I've listened to it. But I remember as a kid. Thinking the song, living with a hernia, set to uh, Living in America by Ridal Yankovic was so funny. So maybe you want to <laughs> hear that a couple times.
2: No, but you don't want him to laugh.
1: That's true, but maybe it's when offensive now. I don't him. know. I have not tracked how that song holds up.
2: Kate. Do you want to stay for the cliffhanger? I'm going to read you it right now. Are you kidding me? How dare you? Yes. I just asked because I wanted, I wanted the compliment. That's why I asked. I was waiting for you to. And actually, you've probably noticed by now that we kick people up for the cliffhanger. Anyway, I know. Can't, why? Because we, we can't deal with the business of asking them if they're busy or if they're late. It's or exhausting. If not. And you know yes. what,
1: Ronna? I just want to say one more thing straight to Kate Arthur's face, but through you. Oh, okay. You. Yeah. But through you. Yeah. Kate got a big giant episode this week that's what i want to say
0: oh he's kate, mad at me. i hope
1: you feel satisfied
0: wait what what is what does this mean he's mad at me oh just because it took too long no to no no not at stuff, all i'm
1: just though. saying like not only did we like kate you got the full,
0: full
1: ask the full experience, experience and we got the full kate arthur experience
2: well
0: what we i did, mean we is we this was a that. great episode yeah, it was exactly. something for... We needed the beginning. Exactly. And you, and you wanted it was a the very reciprocal I episode. I did, oh, and yeah. and I, I really appreciate it, and I hope um, I won't repel you by saying, please have me back anytime.
1: Anytime. Uh, I adore we adore you.
0: Of course. There's no but one also, better than
1: to have like a cultural critic.
2: And I will say, I did really ASR miss not questions. doing our Oscars
0: this year, but we'll me do it too. again next year. But you know what? Yeah. If
1: we were going to skip a year, this, this was the was it. year.
0: Madam was hurt madam was madam. hurt. To, that it was skipped or that
2: he that he wasn't invited for this
1: both i read madam's article on ariana Debose, who i'm so glad she won she was so phenomenal yes. and that was yeah yeah yep.
2: okay i actually have somewhere to be so i'd like to read this clip sure, enough, if of that's course, okay with course you course too it's fine it's fine dear ron and brian an esteemed guest if applicable absolutely is at this moment won't be there to answer the question right I am writing on behalf of my husband who finds himself in the uncomfortable position of being asked for a kidney. He does not want to give up. This is a cliffhanger.
1: This is good.
2: Join. I mean, I'm not even, I shouldn't even read the rest. Join us on Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash We have been married for two decades and are the parents of two teenagers. So whether this is slightly weird or totally bonkers, I feel like it's kind of our kidney but I promise that I am not hiding any desire on his part to donate it. He is slightly more than the average amount of doctor averse. The requester is his older brother about whom I could write pages, but I'll just share a few tidbits to give you the idea. In short, it really seems like he has a personality disorder, which could stem from the time he was left in a hospital for his congenital kidney problems, two hours away from home for a few weeks with no parent or family member present at the critical age of five. Horrible.
1: That is horrible. That is abusive.
2: Knowing this makes us sad for the child that he was, but it doesn't make it easier to be around the middle-aged adult that he is now. Well put. Well, we don't know how much, well, we don't know much about his life. The consensus is that he doesn't seem to have any close personal relationships or friends. He and the other five five, other five siblings live in another state, wow, six all together. Most of them near where they grew up. When we or just my husband is back in town, my husband takes all of them out to dinner. The brother will go and not talk much to anyone, but what he does say is always awkward and sometimes hostile. There have been plenty of dinners where the only thing he's offered is active scowling. We continue to invite him as it's something we are willing and able to do. One other sibling has a decent amount of money, and at one point, the brother zeroed in on that and asked for a few thousand dollars to get laser vision correction surgery, LASIK. When she said no, he didn't speak to her for years and refused to attend any gatherings where she would be. Neither she nor anyone else was outbroken over this. When my husband had a milestone birthday last year, I got a text from him asking if I was planning anything anything for it and if there was anything he could, quote, do to help. A lack of relationship with him is such that I had no idea who the text was even from, though he included his name. Once we figured it out and I responded with the truth that no, I wasn't because of COVID and because we are not really birthday people. He was dismayed that I was not doing anything quote special and offered again to come and quote help, which we figured meant that he would accept an all expenses paid trip to our area to be an unwanted guest.
0: <laughs>
2: my husband and I joked that I should respond that my giving him a birthday blowjob was special enough for us. <laughs> parentheses, Brian's influence, question no. mark. But in the end, the desire to be done with the text conversation won out. So now my husband and nine other people in the family have received a text from him that a medical liaison will be in contact to begin the process of testing for a kidney match. He has mentioned that his regular dialysis would eventually lead to him needing a living donor, but he had never directly asked any how anyone would feel about donating a kidney and no judgment there, but glad to have avoided that conversation. I'm not sure if this rules any of the others out, but my husband is the only non-smoker of the bunch. My husband is smoking. My husband has say. made the decision that he does not want to proceed with testing. He does not want to have major surgery and give up an organ. On this, he is not conflicted. I don't know, and I don't think he knows what to what extent his relationship with his brother and who his brother and who his brother is as a person plays a part in that. And I guess there's no way to know what he would do if he liked his brother and or his brother had people who depended on him. Do you have any thoughts on how to navigate refusing such a request, both inwardly in terms of what he tells himself about his decision mm-hmm. to say no, interesting, and how he can phase it to others? He is struggling with articulating a reason for refusing, wondering if he even has, if he even has one or needs one. We have no idea of a confrontation with the brother about it is in the future, but it seems best to be prepared. I'm not sure there are any answers to be had, but if there are, I feel like you two wonderfully smart and kind people will have them. In any case, I remain forever grateful for my absolute favorite pair of podcasters. Kiss, kiss as she slash her coffee subscriber and care. Just remember, please don't use my name.
1: That is a good question. I have to be honest. That's, with a, you.
0: I, that's really a good. Yeah.
1: That's. A and really I just quick.
0: say one thing, yeah. which yeah. is I have the New York posts, like the page six alerts that come. And oh. Hilar- Hilaria Baldwin is pregnant with their seventh child. No!
1: Yes. I'm in a vomit.
0: Are you joking? Through. No, no.
1: Boy, does she know how to make people say? I didn't read the story,
0: but the but the if my eyes widened at a certain point for people with sauna privileges, it's because <laughs> it just shot across
2: and then shot back. So And she already had that surrogate to ensure that she got the second girl. Right. Yeah.
1: By the way, if we're going to close this loop on terrible behavior, how about Alec Baldwin's publicity tour after that shooting?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: God, you talk about someone who really is a monster. Well, I
2: wouldn't buy this is a horrible thing to say, but I wouldn't put it past them to think that this is another ploy for sympathy. Ugh. Talk about a mixed up household. Horrible.
1: Kate, you're the best. Period. The end. We want to have you back the minute you're ready.
0: I'm What's ready. that Quaker <laughs> chair behind you? I've been wondering. Uh, it's yes. it's like an Adirondack chair um, that Rebecca got from someplace. I don't it, There were like supply chain issues with it and it was delayed for months and, and then it arrived. And we what tra- color is that room? This room is like a kind of blue green. Kate, if she cuts, cuts my hair, I'll send her an eight
1: by 10 sign so you can put it up in her salon. <laughs>
0: Which, who did she do for the Oscars this year? Jen, for Todd, who's on the, Uh, who's on the the, board of governors. She's a producer. Yeah. Yeah. And she's produced the Oscars. Envelope Gate was actually, yeah. um, Was her Oscars? Was one of her Oscars. Yeah. And then the next year. But, um, but yeah. uh, She does everybody.
1: Kate, you're wonderful.
0: All right, Ronna, you're
1: one of you. guys We love
2: you. Brian. Please read Kate you.
1: Arthur is the editor at Large of Variety. You can follow her. Follow her By on the Twitter. way, and if you're a housewife stand, a she's follow. the one. She's the one yeah. who brings legitimacy to that table, too. <laughs>
2: you're not kidding.
1: So follow you're her. Not kidding. Kate Arthur. But
2: but Kate is a great follow if you're a person. She is. It's in Kate is what's right with Twitter. I with totally
1: agree with you. Twitter. And what's yeah. right about, I don't know, finding something. Meaningful and interesting about things that people just like the housewives that people just kind of
2: shrug off. She's so a legitimate yeah. entertainment journalist. She really is. She yeah, really is. which is a dying breed. I hate to say Totally agree. At this moment, totally where agree. everybody's allowed to think one tweet makes them a journalist. Yep,
1: <laughs> and her interviews respect Due
2: diligence with gate is through the roof. My, it's one of my favorite things. Is when I something really gets my. Hackles up, have you and you go to that. Kate. I'll text Kate I'll straight yeah. to Kate, say, What do we know about this? Yep, what do we know about this? And she <laughs> Thank always, you guys. You know, and she never answers me the She always sort of says, Oh, I have a piece coming out. Well, about I guess she's it. getting or, paid to answer. I'll call you, now. you know. She doesn't she no, no paper trail, right? Okay. Not true. no free advice,
0: That's not true. <laughs>
2: Um, all right, Kate. We love you. Love, we adore love you. you. I love your hair today. It's so
0: cute me and too. fun. Thank Usually, you. you have
2: more a wetter look. I love how curly and fun.
0: Like, well, Rebecca a, has talked me. She's like, your hair looks crazy when it's wet. Like on, you know. I love
2: she, this curl. Look at yes. your gorgeous natural curl.
0: Thank you. I, Unbelievable. Yeah, thank you so much. Anyway, yeah.
2: okay. This was a Mark, pleasure. Give Bye. Rebecca I love. We'll do. Don't tell Madam that we did this. So he's going to get upset. I already True. told him. Oh, no. Shit. He's no. going to find out when it comes out next. Week. I know. To be okay. continued. All right. XO. Kiss. Bye.